Welcome to episode number 231, The Frozen Rope. This is the Rotated Views Podcast with Jimmy Lee and the crew, giving you life from various perspectives. Welcome to our level. We hope you enjoy the views. Brought to you by the Blessed Lifestyle brand. Visit bl3ssed.com to get blessed. Also sponsored by The Motivation Files Unleashed. This motivational mixtape will be your fuel for success. Available on all platforms. All right, you are now tuned into the Rotated Views Podcast. I am your host, Jimmy Lee Velez. I am here with Goose, Gabe, Heck, and John. What's going on? The Frozen Rope. In this episode, we have special guest John Hunter. We cover topics that range from podcasting, sports talk, healthy debates, the coronavirus, and much more. We wrap the episode up with quotes from Ted Williams and Tommy Lasorda. Guys, if you're new, thank you for joining us. Don't forget to download and subscribe. We drop a new episode every Tuesday morning for your listening pleasure. Kicking things off. John, thanks for joining us, man. We appreciate it. Thanks, Jimmy. Absolutely. Um, All right, so let's jump right in, man. The Frozen Rope. Let us know who you are and what you do. My name is John Hunter. I am 30 years old from Northeast Philly. I'm a Union Glazer by day, but I am a podcaster by night. Started a baseball podcast about three months ago during the uh, World Series. I just decided to go for it. I never, uh, I always wanted to do it, Yeah. but I just, it was weird. It was like a couple years, there was like a couple years where I was just telling my brother, like, I want to do this. Like, this is something I want to do. And then, you know, just life happens or you just you know, procrastinate on stuff and it just, it just ended up not happening. Yeah. And I mean, it's kind of crazy cause like I'm probably the only person who ever benefit, benefited from the pandemic. Yeah. I decided like, all right, well I have nothing else better to do right now. And I just decided to just buy like all like the microphones, the head, mm. like I already had headphones and stuff, but like my wife already had, my wife has a MacBook, and I was like, all right, well why don't I just get into it and I'll do it. And then the world series happened. I was like, you know what? This is when I'm going to start it. Yeah. I had, I was sitting on, headphones and stuff for like two months before i even recorded an episode and it was just like it was crazy but it's pretty much how it all started so (laughs) how did you come up with the name the frozen rope so explain that (laughs) all right so the frozen rope a frozen rope in its own right is a like a line drive or it's a like in basketball it's considered like something that just some like for instance like shack is a he just threw the ball pretty much at the rim, right? And that's what like for baseball. Like I remember the first time I ever heard like the term. It was Vladimir Guerrero was playing, I think, for the Expos at the time, and he threw a lot. He threw a, a like a liner from out from the right field right to the catcher, and the um, and the announcer was like, "That was a frozen rope." And I was like, "I like that." Yeah. <laughs> and then it became my gamer tag on like Xbox back in <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah, like yeah. Xbox 360. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was and like then it just. For the, over the years, I was like, you know, if I ever do one, if I ever do a podcast, the name of it will be the Frozen Road Podcast. And this has been since I was like, I don't know, maybe like 12, yeah. 13, yeah. before I even knew what a podcast was probably. <laughs> yeah. But I was just sitting there like, if I ever do something, yeah. Yeah, the yeah, Frozen yeah. Rope will be said. Locking yeah, in. Yeah, I'm locking it in. So That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, so explain a little bit about the process, right? Three months in. Uh, obviously, you had the name since you were twelve. Yeah. Uh, what about like the logo and things like that? H- had that come about? So the logo was pretty simple. It was it's the Major League Baseball. I mean, hopefully they don't come after me for yeah. infringement or anything. <laughs> but it's a ba- it's literally just a baseball the baseball symbol the Major League Baseball symbol with headphones on it, and it started off as being red, white, and blue like the normal mm-hmm. po- the normal one, and then I got affiliated with uh, a media group called the Buzz. 
and um they were just like you know we we don't want to get hit with infringement stuff they're like so what can we do here and i was like i mean you could change the color if you want to your color scheme and that's what they did they changed it to their color scheme it ended up working out pretty well they put the buzz in the headphones and it was just completely just changed everything about it so it was it was pretty cool that's awesome so explain a little bit about how you got connected with the buzz okay so the like the, i i'm in like this i'm a nerd when it comes to baseball so hmm. it's i'm in a sports group simply just for pretty much baseball it's called sports chat but it's really not anything it's just baseball pretty much yeah. the guys talk about i don't know why they don't just change it to baseball chat yeah. But, yeah, yeah. but whatever um so it started off with that and then uh there's this guy like i was just you know i told him i made an episode or two and he's like oh he's like give me let me give it a listen so he gave it a listen and he was just like he's like you know me and my buddy just started a, a media group not too long ago we were with another group and the guy, some guy went nuts, so they just decided to move on from that, and mm. it ended up being where they just were like, we, we need a baseball podcast because they have like five, they had five podcasts on their thing right now, and before me, and all five of them were either, four of them were wrestling podcasts, I don't know why you need that many, but good for them though. Wrestling's huge, man. Wrestling's huge. And there's a guy. There's a guy who's actually from like England who's on there, which is pretty cool. Yeah. They. It's pretty cool the way they do it. They're a great group of guys, and it's pretty cool the way that everything. And then there's like a. Then there's like some random. Then there's like a. I, th I think there's a. Like a, a soccer program too that they're trying to generate right now, trying to get more people to watch. And I don't know if anyone of you guys are into soccer, but if you are, go try that out. Yeah. And then. Uh, and they, they, they have different stuff on there, but it was pretty cool the way that it all kind of came about. And then I told them that I wrote, I've, you know, I write little articles. I've written articles for, a, you, do you guys know the, the tattoo guy, Dunphy? Mm -hmm. So Dunphy is a friend of mine. I've known oh, really? Yeah, I've known him for a long time. He's, oh, wow. But I went to like high school with him and I, grade school, I believe, too. And, uh, but like I've known him for a long time. Him and this other dude, Joe, that I'm friends with, they started a base they started a, a, a podcast and stuff called like deep fly and they do like a bunch of stuff for their own media group so they asked me like would you want to write for our, our so i just was doing like little baseball pieces for the phillies mm -hmm. and i would just write little things for them and it ended up being pretty cool like it, it was it was like a cool experience like getting myself into that type of you know realm like i always wanted to do something baseball related i didn't care what it was yeah like i i I'm way too small to play and I'm way too old now to play. <laughs> yeah. So it's, it just got past that. And I was, and I, and so I kind of looked on the other side and I don't know, it's just something that I was always into. So it just all worked out well. Yeah. So, so explain a little bit about, um, so if someone were to download, um, uh, an episode from the frozen rope, what, what can they expect? What are some of the topics you hit? Um, things like that. Um, so one thing I always, I'm a Red Sox fan. That's, to start off and but I always tell people I'm a baseball fan first Red Sox fan second there's I never really ever wanted to do anything as far as just saying like I want to cover one team yeah there is because I'm very diverse when it comes to the sport I know pretty much I don't want to brag but I know a lot I know a lot I know pretty much everything enough to make my own podcast mm -hmm. and be confident with the things that I say yeah so I feel as if when you go on there, you'll see someone who's not biased. You'll see somebody who, you know, truly cares about the sport, gives a good input on my thoughts and mm. how I, how I look at the game. Yeah. Like I had a guy the other day text me, one of my friends from, from the union. He was just like, 
it's crazy. He's like, he's like, I feel like I know the game. He's like, but you like know it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he's like, he's like, you, you, it's almost like I give him like a, like a, like a managerial like input. Yeah. Like I've been around it since I was like nine. My dad was a head coach at St. Joe's prep. I, he was a great baseball player. I've been around the game my whole life. And then it just, you know, it's just, it's it just been something that I've always been like in love with. I, I told my wife, it's unfortunate. You are probably my second love. <laughs> <laughs> Baseball will always be my first. And she just tells me she hates me for that. But, like, it, but it's funny. It's just, it's just, it's just how it's always been. It's yeah. ba- baseball has always been there, you know, it's just, yeah. and so it's, I always wanted to do something with it and you'll see somebody who just did something with it. Yeah. <laughs> I think I think it's important to have that spin on it too because oh boy man there's nothing worse than watching like uh, the the hometown commentators talk and it's like it's almost like they're blind to watching yes. what we're all seeing mm-hmm. and it's the most biased opinions nothing against them but it's just not realistic it's just not it's, no. you're looking at them like oh my gosh we're so blind to uh, there's so many holes in the game and they're not even pointing those out yes. or there's you can tell there's locker room issues that they're not talking about they're mm-hmm. avoiding just because they're trying to and listen hey I'm Mr. you know positive and, and motivation and inspiration but there's also you got to be real um, yep. there's some things because we're not perfect right yep. and so uh, you know I've watched or I've listened to uh, you know local sports even high school and, and college and it's like like, we got to get around that. And if you have that outlook or that opinion driving in, of yeah. course, you love the team. No crap. Mm-hmm. But it's like, we got to be realistic. Yeah. I mean, for instance, the Red Sox sucked last year. Yeah. And I was one of the first people, I would be the first person to tell you, this team is not good. Yeah. But there are guys who would probably sit there, game one last year, Red Sox dealt with losing Mookie Betts, losing their manager because of all the controversy they mm-hmm. lost. They, there was so much turnover and turmoil that went on. But there was probably some dude in Boston who was sitting there going, we could still win the World Series. <laughs> and you're sitting there like, and you're sitting there like how so you're do, saying there's a chance. How do you, how do you truly believe that? Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. And no, like, I, don't, yeah, no, I don't think they do. So, so, and here's another example of that. So last year, I told you I was writing little articles for the Phillies. Yeah. yeah. So I wrote this article. And it was pre – I wrote two of them. I wrote, a, the one, I wrote one when I thought the, the, the season was going to start in like March – and then I wrote another one back in, I believe the season ended up starting in like June or July. I wrote another one. And my whole thing was, and of course I'm in Philly, so I'm sending this out sure. to my friends, people who are on you know, Facebook or whatever. And I'm pretty much telling them the Phillies aren't going to be as good as they think they're going to be. Sure. Yeah. And you would have thought that yeah. I <laughs> took their dog and put it down in front of them. Because <laughs> yeah. they just looked at me and they're like, like, what do you mean? They got this guy. They got like I'm like, yeah, but they completely forgot that pitching is a part of the game. Yeah, and they and which I mean, if everyone watched, that was evident. Yeah, pitching was terrible. Yeah. It was awful. Yeah, and that's something that they did not see. And they swore to me that they were going to be winning the World Series or they're at least going. They're, yeah. they're going to be there. Yeah, and I'm like, they're not even going to make the playoffs. They're not even. They're they're the third or fourth best team in their own division. <laughs> So like you know what I mean? It's, yeah. it's but you see that. Yeah. You know like it, but like there's people who don't. Yeah. And that's sad. Yeah. And it sucks that they, they, they don't. Just trying to be honest. Yeah, of course. You know like but people don't like that. But if you study it the way it is, you understand the fall, the the pitfalls of what's actually happening. Like, yes. And you need a more like you you said like you said you've been in forever, so you have that expertise to understand like you know okay yeah exactly I love this team, but you know it's I know it's not the greatest either. Yeah, and and, another, and that dude Dunphy, 
like again, I'm friends with him. And again, I hurt his feelings. It felt like so much. He went and wrote his own article. <laughs> it was That's almost like, it was almost like I, we were in like a like an like a early two thousands like like rat this. Like he, he came back with he came back with his. He got a response. He, he gave me a re- like I, as soon as I saw it, was, and with like the first line was like, "We gotta stop talking about how bad they're gonna be." I'm like I'm like dude, like be honest though. Like people and it sucks because people listen to him. Yeah, you know? he became like an influential person in sure. the city, and it was great because he put he did a lot of stuff. Yeah, he was able to get like his name out there. He got and it was great. Yeah. And with like he donated a lot of stuff. He helped out with that with um. There was that little girl that stormed the like the storm the heaven stuff. He did a lot of stuff, and it, it was very positive. All sure. the things that he did was positive. So people listened to him. Yeah. In the especially in the sports world. Yeah. Like for some like they they listened to him in the in, in especially in Philly. Yeah. yeah. But they looked at him. They they you know listen to him they're like yeah tell him and i'm like i'm sitting there like all right thanks man like you know what i mean like but it was it was it was whatever it was cool i feel like every philly fans that way though they're always like yeah we're gonna go all the way like and they're still they get stuck on just officiating on listen there's yeah. there's no there's no problem i don't find the issue where it's you want your team to win right yeah. there's no issue in that it's the 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 Part that drives me crazy is the absolute denial mm-hmm. of like, certain issues or yeah, team yeah. members. Like the blind or coaching. fanaticism. Yeah, it's just blind fanaticism. That's exactly what it is. Listen, I've been there and yeah. I was there all year this year with Carson Wentz. Yeah. I was that guy who yeah. said, Don't take him out. Yeah. But they did. Yeah. It was what it was, and yeah. this is where we're at. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. yeah, that's uh well that's a that's a whole other interesting topic yes. as yeah. well. <laughs> um what uh how do you get into so so that example that you used with folks who necessarily don't agree with you they disagree with you but mm-hmm. how does it go from debating um and arguing so i look at it as when you're arguing i always think of like siblings for me it's me and my brothers for you it's your brothers sisters whatever it's different when debating is like you have substance behind what you're yeah. saying at least you yeah. can go fact for fact mm-hmm. and you're going boom 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 and it's whoever has the strongest they always say argument but yeah. i always think of arguing some dude is again stuck on carson wentz or stuck on lebron's the best player in the world that's ever seen whatever whatever the topic is they're so emotionally attached yep. instead of removing that and mm-hmm. just saying facts absolutely so especially like when it comes to like stuff like that like the way i always and i always like i count them as wins when yeah. someone looks at me and they're like well, you're an idiot. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm like, all right, well, you just lost the whole argument. Now you're that's attacking your me personally because you have nothing else going there. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So that's it. You're, well, you're a stupid head. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm like, okay, I'm rubber, you're glue. You know what I mean? Like, yes. but like, what do we do here? Like, we're, like, there's no way of actually like having an argument where you're, if like, that's where it is. It, it's there. That's where the, where an argument becomes an argument yeah. where, instead of it being a debate. Just, yeah. You're no longer giving me anything of any substance. You're just telling me that I'm an idiot. You're just trying to prove your point. Exactly. And I'm and like, again, like I'm, I don't care. Like you call me an idiot all you want. Like I, sure. I cause we've all been there where we just had nothing else to say. So we yeah. just attacked the guy. Yeah. Sure. You know what I mean? Like, well you have no hair. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, <laughs> but, like, but like, what do they say to me? Like, yeah. okay. Yeah. Like, yeah. but like, that's it. Like that's as far as it goes. Like, I got a dude who was literally just call me fat for probably like an hour <laughs> in a conversation. <laughs> Had nothing else. Yeah. Just start calling me fat, and I was like, "I'm like, I'm like, do I give him my actual measurements, or like, or how do I end this conversation here? Like, because he stopped talking baseball, it just became like, I'm a, I'm fat. You know, like, I'm like, I'm like, you know what? This dude's sticking to that. <laughs> this dude's the man. You know what I mean? So, That's um, 
All right, so let's talk. Let's talk a little bit of. Uh, let's get back into some baseball <laughs> topics. Yeah, huge, huge, huge uh, undertaking in the last week or so uh, with the Hall of Fame. Right, mm-hmm. um, no one got inducted this yeah. year. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about that and and kind of uh, one of the episodes I did watch one of your episodes where you were I guess predicting or you put your own list together. Yeah, um, and then explain for folks because uh, we have a a, a ton of listeners from. A, ton of different backgrounds who don't yep. necessarily know baseball per se okay um so explain um the list and then there's like the list with the uh the guys with an asterisk okay. next to them and then explain why and the whole thought process behind okay that. so every year i mean you have to be in order to get onto the whole thing ballot you have to have had 10 years of mlb service mm full-on MLB you have to be a full-on MLB player for 10 years doesn't matter if you're in the minor leagues for 10 years you don't qualify you have to play major league baseball for 10 straight years Mm. and um so there's always a debate when it comes to the especially the hall of fame with certain guys why certain players shouldn't be in and why some guys should be so there's like Jimmy said there's a list of there's the players who people are saying like these guys are slam dunks because they did it, quote unquote, the right way. Mm. And then there's the asterisk players, the players who people put an asterisk on because of steroid use, mm. stuff like that, HGH, all that stuff that they believe that they believe, and that is the reason why certain numbers went up. Two guys right there are Barry Bonds and Roger Clemens. Barry Bonds broke the home run record, the the sacred home run record that was Hank Aaron and who did it the right way rest in peace he actually just passed away last week and he's one of the great he is one of the greatest hitters of all time hammer and hank they actually finally just put his numbers from the negro leagues into his actual numbers which was great he still doesn't have more than barry bonds but he is undoubtedly one of the greatest hitters of all time so just need to be said um but barry bonds is somebody who wasn't very media friendly yeah so there, there's a lot, and I feel like, and that's a big thing with the writers. The writers become extremely, and it's all writers. Writers are the ones who do it. It's the Baseball Writers Association. They're the ones who put the list together, who have the list, and they have the vote on it, and they have to have 75% of the vote in order to get in. Mm. It's probably the only thing in the world where you need 75% to get in anything. Mm. You can, I mean, if, for the election, it could have been 55 to 50 or 55, whatever, the 45, and the other guy would have won. Yeah. Right. The, the presidential election. Yeah. Right. <laughs> but for Hall of Fame of Baseball, you need 75% of the vote to huh. get in. There's still guys who were, who were there from like 1975 or 1940 who are still voting, which is ridiculous huh. because they're guys who look at certain things and think they mean more. Yeah. And... Like, Barry Bonds is somebody who I believe should have been a first ballot Hall of Famer. I don't care about steroids. Steroids save baseball. I am one of those guys who will say that, and I stick to it. Them writers had nothing to write about for about two years, two, three years until steroids came around. Hmm. And they refused to believe that, and they act as if it didn't happen. Though I actually, in, a, in my last podcast I just had, I had this guy, Dave. He actually is a member of The Buzz, and I had him on, and me and him were talking about it. And one of the things that we talked about and I said to him was, this is going to sound like the worst comparison ever, or you're going to get what I'm saying. You guys wrestling fans? Yeah. You guys know any wrestler? You guys, so Chris Benoit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
horrendous human being. Yeah. What he did was absolutely horrendous. Yeah. But what baseball, what, what WWE tries to do, they try to put uh, the men in black light and act as if you never saw that ever. He yeah. never, you never saw him wrestle. He never happened. He was gone. He's gone, and you have no idea that he was even there. Mm-hmm. That's exactly how the baseball writers like to associate these steroid users. They want them to act as if they were never there. It's a museum. Hmm. No matter what, the Hall of Fame is a museum. Yeah. It is somewhere. The, the steroid hour happened. Yeah. We all remember it. Yeah. It all happened. It, def- it definitely happened. And it was a fun time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was a great time in baseball. Yeah. That 98, that 98 baseball that home run chase with mm-hmm. McGuire and Sosa right. is one yeah. of the greatest moments in baseball yeah. history. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's not debatable. We skyrocketed. The, the strike in 96 was huge, and it hurt baseball. Then 97 happened, fans weren't coming back. They had a hard time going back because they felt as if players were greedy, owners were greedy. They're not going to give them their money anymore. Sure. 98, they came right back. Why? Because of steroids. Yeah. <laughs> but baseball writers would be like, these guys disgraced the game. This guy did that. Stop. Yeah. Stop acting as if baseball is – or as if – it's not a museum. Stop acting like as if it's not a museum. It, it, people go there. People want to see even the good, the bad, the ugly. Yeah. You can go in any museum and still see terrible things that have happened. Sure. But they, but it needs to be said that it happened. Yeah, you know it, it did. And Barry Bonds and Roger Clemens need to. They're on their tenth year. You're only on there for ten years. Yeah. This year, the next year will next be ten year's years. The last year, yeah. okay. And it's the last year for them. Yeah. So that's the sad part is that they've done their time. Mm. They've done nine years. Of you telling them that they're not, that, and they, in the last two years they've stuck to the same amount of votes. They still got sixty percent. Two like years in a row, 60, well, sixty-one percent. Yeah, yeah, it was like some weird. It was, but like they've to reference back what John said earlier. You need seventy-five percent. Yeah, but in any other real true voting, as he said, the presidential debate, you would have won or you would have got in. You would have. They would have got in years yeah. ago. And yeah. there's only ever been one player in Major League Baseball history who has not gotten in and gotten fifty percent of the vote. And it's kind of crazy that that is a thing. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it, it is like there, where one guy has gotten fifty, and they were like, mm, "Yeah, just, we're just not going to put you in." Do you think it's a, it's the same people? Oh yeah, same people are. are, are well, you said there's somebody well, still there from the sixties. Well, well, think about this: they've had the same amount of votes the last two years. Yeah, so it's the same. It's the same people voting for them, the and same. it's the same people not voting for them. You know what I mean? So th- those those numbers aren't moving. Do you think they're making it dramatic for the last year? Maybe. I mean, I know Kurt Schilling is. Did, yeah. did you see? Did you see him say last week? Well, last week he made an announcement that he wants to be taken off the ballot. He doesn't want anything to do with it. He wants so another thing that can happen is if you don't get voted in, the uh, the the commi- there's a committee that can put you in mm. after your ten year term. Gotcha. So he said, I want them to put me in because the baseball writers don't know anything. So his mm. big thing, the reason why he's having a hard time is because he is a huge, huge Trump supporter. And we are at a point where they are valuing people's like public pe- opinion. people's people's opinions on like don't get me wrong he's a he's not he's not a nice guy like he, he like the things that he says yeah. he's a bigot he does a lot of stuff that you want to look at and you're like come on dude like yeah you know, you're you're in your own way now yeah, 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 but, yeah, yeah but the thing with him is but are you voting on the person they are today or what they did for the sport when they played and that's the biggest thing yeah. He's got still one of the most memorable baseball moments ever. Playing when, that bloody with the bloody ankle. sock. <laughs> the bloody sock game is one of the most memorable. That's games. Every time, every time exactly. someone says Kurt Schilling, literally, that's all I think yeah. of. And he went out there. He was a warrior, and he 
he dominated. Mm. He did it. He he. But that's something that these writers. Well, and he got seventy one percent of the vote this year. Hmm. So there's there was like tw- I think that'd be twelve voters who didn't vote for him. <laughs> and to add on, there was sixteen votes that weren't that that when they, when they got the, the whoever it was, whatever baseball writer threw in there, that baseball writer just didn't put anybody on there. They believe that nobody deserved to be voted in. Huh. So he was like, I think he, or it was something like that. It was like 12 votes short, and there were 16 that, weren't, that were turned in blank. So those 16 could have just said one person. You, you, have, you can have up to 10 votes on every Hall of Fame ballot. You have, you have up to 10. This guy said, nah. There were 16 guys who said, nah, no one deserves to be in. There's, there's probably about five or six legitimate Hall of Famers on that list right now that I know that deserve to be in, but then there's guys that I just like that I, mm. that I voted in. But like, I don't know. It's just, it's just one of those things where you're just in a, you're in a situation. Like, like it's, it's hard to like, to, I, I, I'm not a Hall of Fame voter, mm. but I would be very like avid on saying that there are certain guys deserve certain things. And I mean, all right. So in, in, in your, in your, your opinion, um, how do you how do you weigh when you put your list together? What do you mm-hmm. what are you what are some of the things you're taking into consideration? And then also talk about because I heard you comment um, on your podcast uh, the weight you give Golden Gloves versus mm-hmm. the weight someone else uh, would give Golden Gloves. So when it comes to me, like I look at I look at the actual numbers. I look at their numbers. I don't look at awards they were given. Awards don't awards are voted on. They're not. That, which is the same thing as the Hall of Fame. Right. It's a popularity contest. If you don't like this guy, he's not getting voted in. Yeah. So why should I weigh a gold glove, a MVP, a silver slugger, all those awards that are given by vote, that are voted on by the same people who are saying no to Barry Bonds, Roger Clemens, and Kurt Schilling? Why should I weigh so heavy on that? By the way, when they were given, when those writers were writing, doing like the voting back when Barry Bonds was in, Barry Bonds has seven MVPs, so he was good enough to get seven MVPs, but yeah. not enough, not good enough to get seventy five percent of your vote. Yeah. you know what yeah. I mean. It's it's kind of crazy. It, yeah. it is. So, but Gold Glove, but I, I just feel Gold Glove just is often given to the wrong people. Yeah, it's like Omar Vizquel. Omar Vizquel has I think twelve Gold Gloves, which is great yeah. but he got two when he was like 40 years old in his like closer to his 40s he wasn't that good defensively anymore yeah but he was getting them because he's omar Vizquel. yeah he stopped getting them because he was like there but there's a lot of guys who should have gotten the award who didn't hmm. so i don't weigh gold glove stuff like that i i it's so it's kind of hard like i've re, like i'm not a big sabermetric guy like i wasn't before i was a very big purist i liked average home run rbi yeah. I looked at them and I said, They're, that's what makes a good player. I was so wrong on that because over the pandemic, I read a book called Smart Baseball. I really like, was like, you know what? I want to get into figuring out different stats, why these things mean more to certain people. And I just realized that certain things mean more and they, they are better than average. Average, is a, average, average means that like, say if I get a home run and I get a single, the number will still be the same, whatever is given the average. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It'll be like one point, say, mm-hmm. where a slugger, like slugging, slugging percentage, I get four points for a home run, which is because you get four bags there. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that means more because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you're actually getting the true value of your hit. Right, right, right. You know what I mean? Okay. So it's like, and, and that's where I have kind of grown back from like certain things. Like average, I'm not a big fan of anymore. 
RBI. I kind of throw that away because that's a, that's a situational stat. If I, no one's getting on base, how am I going to get RBIs? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it's like that's something that I don't look at and think, like, that's a great, that's a great number because it doesn't matter if to an individual. Barry Bonds had – when he hit 73 home runs, he had, like – I think he had, like, 50 solo home runs that year because <laughs> no one was getting on behind him. Yeah. How's that how, – and like, how's that a detriment to him? Right, right, It's right, not. Right, right. So that's just how I look at certain things. And, like, I look at certain numbers, like – like I'm a I'm a I'm a fan of the of like war. I don't know if you guys know what that is. It's wins above replacement. It's mm. it pretty much shows the value of each player. Okay. So I look at that and I look at certain things like that and I do I look at I look at baseball a lot differently now than I did five years ago, even five months ago. So it's it, it's just I feel like when I realized that I went through the podcast that I really really dove into certain things and mm. I was like this is what I want. I want to be able to have good content, make myself and not make myself look an idiot in front of people. Sure. Like, you know what I mean? So you like, I want to, I want to hear somebody else say out if they're going to tell me that they have like, that they have a stat they like more, I'm going to hear you out and I'm going to research it. And I'll tell you if I really, how I feel about it. Yeah. But like certain guys won't do that. There's guys who I talk on these, some baseball pages who, if I, if I say war, they want to go to war with me. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Sure. Like they, 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 they ask, they ask me for, they want to ask me for my address. You know what I mean? Like, cause they, like it, it's kind of crazy. It is. It's nuts. It's a, it's a nuts. It, it's, it's crazy how different and the gap in between ages, what that really means to certain people. Like I get told like, what are you 12? What are you 18? Like, no, I'm yeah. 30 yeah. and I'm somebody who reads. Like I'm not, yeah. I'm not like, I'm not just going to just throw out someone's belief or like how they look at certain things like Moneyball. Did you ever see the movie Moneyball? Yeah. So Moneyball is all about war mm. on base percentage slugging. It's a big thing. It shows the value of a hitter. And that's pretty much what I look at for a lot of things. So explain to people, um, there, there's people out there who's like, uh, you see comments about, uh, I guess, the entertainment value of baseball versus other sports. Yeah. Um, so explain what gets you excited, what, you know, when people started, you know, the Mark McGuire's and the Sammy Sosa's started hitting, you know, homers and why that brought more excitement, but on a regular, you know, day-to-day game, what's the excitement? What should people be looking for? And not just because someone's not slam dunking every other, or, you know, a crazy hit in the f- football field. So the difference kind of before, like, say like football and like you just mentioned football you know basketball there's a lot of moving parts Mm. constantly there's a lot of things going on people don't realize what certain fails and and there's really no fails in baseball yeah there's no penalties really in baseball it's just the game is what it is it's been the same they've tried to do things like speed the game up a little bit like Mm. but i'm the type of dude i could watch two guys outside in the snow have a catch and be interested in it yeah Mm. we're not Everyone cares about that. Like, yeah. I like pitching matchups. I like watching two pitchers just go out there and absolutely dominate their competition. Yeah, not many people like that. Like, I'm so it's it's hard for me to like. I, I'm not gonna. I can't sit there and tell you that you know baseball is this crazy exciting. You know, like it's not like it's it's but it's because it's not. It's more like a. There's more of like a beauty to it. It's it's an art form. There's there's certain things like if a pitcher does a, does one little thing wrong. He's leaving a ball down the middle and it's getting put 400 feet over the over the, like over the right field wall. Right, like it's it's there's certain it's like ballet, where people people can look at ballet and be like, this is so boring. Exactly, watching these people do the same thing over and over again. But that's baseball. Baseball is a is it's it's a it's a thinking man sport. It's a 
it's a very, it's a calming sport. Like I remember when, when I was younger, what really got me into it was I was suffering from panic and anxiety attacks, had them terribly, dealt with a lot of like death when I was younger. So like I felt as if I was dying all the time Mm. and I didn't know what that really meant. So something that really like baseball kind of always calmed me down. It was something that I would watch. I would get interested in it. And it just was just the movements and everything that was going on. It calmed me. It's like therapeutic. Yes, exactly. And it was, but it was like, it's always, but like, it's always been like my, like my safety net. Like still to this day, if I feel like it's something you're always going to suffer from. It's not something you just do when you're younger. It's of course you go through it your whole life. Mm. And there's been times like, I got married a couple months ago, so of course there's a lot of emotions that go into that, and you're like, kind of like, oh my god, like what's what's going on here? Like I'm like, but we've been living together for like three years, so it doesn't really matter to me. But like I'm sitting there, like, like I wasn't scared of that. Yeah, there was a lot of things that were there. My dad's not there for me, like, and you know that's always there. Like my dad was, my dad died when I was ten, so it was, it it, like some stuff like that affected me, and and I feel like it all came rushing to me. I put it on B network. And I just sat there, and it calmed me down. Yeah, it's just it's therapeutic for me. Yeah, it's something that I I enjoy the game. I enjoy the slowness of it. I enjoy the calmness of it. I like going the little things, going to the ballpark, eating a hot dog, and just watching. You know, th- I could watch three hours of, like I said, two guys just pitching. Yeah, mm. and that's fine with me. I could yeah. watch a zero zero game into twelve innings and be yeah. and, and be excited and be entertained. But not many can. Right. And so I want to go back to something you said with ballet and just something you just said now when you said uh, two pitchers going head to head. Almost it's like a chess game. Yeah. And so I, I want to point that out. Um, it's that, yeah, the, the excitement factor may not always be there mm-hmm. as like other sports. But to say that it's boring and not understand the level of difficulty or the level of yeah. talent that is being presented mm-hmm. um, is just a whole other thing. Ballet was a perfect example, right? Yeah. We, if you're not into that stuff and you're, you know, you're just watching, yeah. like, oh, good lord, um, this is boring. Try doing it. Yeah, it's a hard. It's yeah. not. You know what I mean. Those so movements. don't discredit. You yeah. know what I mean. Don't discredit just because it quote looks boring. Because let's all be honest. If you watched a chess match lately, it's not that exciting per se. No. You know what I mean? Yeah. Until you get invested in it, you watch two guys who you know are the best or the most elite Absolutely. in the world, and now for whatever reason, it's still the same game, but you're way more excited to watch that. Yeah, absolutely. Like, do you ever watch World Series of Poker? Yes. Mm-hmm. At no point is that fun. <laughs> yeah. but Just a smack yeah, talking it's just, and it's it's awkward. Just, it's, just, it's just two guys yeah. who just keep looking at cards yeah. and putting them down, right. and you're just like, and but people get, look at that and they're sure. like, this dude's bluffing. You know what I mean? Like they're yeah. so excited about that, but like that's your thing. Yeah. yeah, that's your thing, and that's how I look at baseball. Where I'm looking at like he's shaking him off, he, yeah. like the catcher, like he's shaking the catcher off. Yeah, mm-hmm. like he's going. He's th- th- this is not good. He's he's got like trust your catcher. Like mm-hmm. I'm 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 that guy. Like my wife always looks at me. Like will always take pictures of me and send it to like my sisters and stuff. And and my mom, it's me in front of the TV like this. Like I'm five <laughs> years old still. Like I'm just like looking. Like yeah. I have a I have a sixty inch TV. I have a sixty inch TV where I'm like this. <laughs> right in front of it and my, and my wife's like sit down i'm like no no like something's like like but that's that's me with baseball yeah that's people with everything like you sure. have you have your thing and, and if, that's mine and if there's there's history behind it right there, the, yeah. other, the other good thing yeah. too is um you know watching 
a matchup where the pitcher, you know, hit that batter at their previous matchup. And you're like, oh, snap, what's going to happen now? And so, like, if you're an outsider, you're not into the, quote, sport, you have no idea, you don't have no reference, nothing. And you could see John staring at the the (laughs) – standing up in front of the TV like, what the hell is this guy doing? Yeah. And there's so much information behind that. Or, like you said, all the research you did leading up to that game, the buildup. Yeah, yeah. And so, like – a perfect example you just said. So Omar Vizquel, I brought him up earlier. He's been on. He's on the ballot right now. He had a domestic abuse issue, so they kind of just people have been scaling back on voting for him now because of a personal issue. So with Omar Vizquel, he wrote a book in 1997. The Cleveland Indians played the Florida Marlins in the World Series. Jose Mesa, who ended up he pitched for the Phillies for a couple of years. It was a closer for the Phillies. He he blew the game pretty much. He gave up a walk-off single to Egerenteria to end the World Series in 97. And Omar Vizquel wrote a book and blamed Jose Mesa for ruining the game. Mm. So Joe Table is what people call him, obviously, because Mesa means table. So he's Joe Table. And he said, what I'm going to do is I'm going to hit Omar Vizquel every single time I face him. Mm. And he did for about 10 years. Until the league had to step in and go, you got to stop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're going to kill this guy. Yeah. And, he, and, and every time, literally every single time he faced him, he hit him. <laughs> and it was because he, did, he would never forgive him for doing that. Huh. And he told him, I'm never going to forgive you. I will hit you every single time. The league stepped in, said it. He hit him again the next game. <laughs> he does not care. And the, but like, I love that. That yeah. was like something that was like so interesting to me. Like, that was like a 10 year process where yeah. just no one said anything. Yeah. This allowed him to hit him <laughs> for 10 years. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that's, that's a long time of getting hit yeah. by baseballs every year. Like, sure. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. like, like, given that's a thing that happens in the game anyway. Yeah. But to know every time you're coming up, this dude's going to beam me. Yeah. Sure. It sucks. It's got to, that's got to be terrible. And Jose, and what's crazy is it happened like once a year. And Jose Mace is a closer. He only, Pitches one time, pretty much one time a game yeah. in the ninth inning. So yeah. the fact that Omar Vizquel is up so many times in the ninth is kind of devastating to him. Like he's like, why do I have to be up again? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it, but that's but I, that's one of those examples of how that's something that was always interesting to me. Like yeah. I loved those little things like that, and I love watching two. I, lo- I love I love that. It's it's a great thing in baseball. Yeah, because. People talk about there's no action there. That's they love hockey because there's fights. Yeah. Well, when there's fights in baseball, you know they ridicule it. Mm-hmm. It's it, it's a it's kind of, it's just one of those things. But mm-hmm. like I love, but I do I love that I love that part of baseball. That's what excites me about it. Yeah. So uh, on on one of your episodes, you talked a lot about uh, what well, actually previously uh, when we were talking about uh, when we first began, you started talking about pitching and, yeah. and the Phillies. Um, I believe you were talking about the Padres. Yeah. Um, so explain a little bit about who you think, you know, this upcoming season, hopefully we have, you know, something a little bit more normal. Yeah. Um, the sleeper, who you think is, you know, coming out of nowhere, who's building the team up right? Uh, so there's a couple teams. I mean, w- number one, like you mentioned, the Padres. The Padres went out there and just traded and signed and just said, we're going to get every type of pitcher out there. We don't care. They went to the Cubs. They got Yu Darvish, who was their best, pit, one of their best pitchers. They went to – where else did they go? They went to the Pittsburgh Pirates, got Joe Musgrave. They said, we're taking you. He was their best pitcher. Like, they're, this is, has been their mantra all year, all, all this whole offseason. They, they started the offseason. People were waiting. We were all waiting around. There was, a, there was really nothing to really talk about. Yeah. We were all just watching players like, just sit there. And then they just went in 
and just made splashes constantly. They kind of did it a little bit last year. They had Fernando Tatis, who I believe is the next big thing in baseball. He's what just he's an energetic kid. He last year he hit a grand slam with the base. He, he, the bases were loaded. It was a three zero count, and the team was and they were, they were beating the Rangers by like eight. And he hit a hit a hit a grand slam. <laughs> No qualms. Didn't, didn't want to take the walk. He said, I'm going to hit this to the moon. And he did. Hit an absolute bomb. And it was, and people ridiculed him for it. Yeah. But he's fun. Yeah. He's fun for the game. Mm. But there's people, there's unwritten rules in baseball. Yeah. 3 0 count, don't swing. Right. You have to watch the pitch. If a pitch is down the middle, there's, they, they, but they also teach you, you're only going to probably see one good pitch and pitch at bat. Right. So if the one good pitch is three and zero and it's down the middle, I'm taking a hack, <laughs> and people don't people hate that. Yeah, and it's crazy to me that they hate that because like, let the game grow. Yeah, let the game grow. These kids are fun. These are they're energetic. Mm. Like you, you guys have been people have been looking for a reason to watch baseball again. Here he is. Right, He's right, right here, right. and you're telling him that he can't be him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like how is that? How is that yeah. fun? Yeah. yeah. But like, so they're one. The Padres are definitely a team that I really, really, really like, and I like, and I think that they're going to be something big. The National League needed something because the, I think I think everyone was getting tired of watching the Dodgers go to the World Series every year. It's yeah. been Three years. Yeah. Like it, it's it's getting boring. Yeah. Three three out of the last four years they went. Like right. that's boring. And because it was like the Yankees in the ninety in the in the nineties, mm-hmm. no one, everyone wanted to be, see them be beaten. Right. So now the Dodgers got the World Series. Now it's time to move on. Yeah. Let's figure something out now. Like, and it looks like the Padres are trying to. Another team. We'll go to the American League now. The White Sox. The White Sox just decided to just build their team again. Yeah. Which is great. They needed that. The the city of Chicago is a great baseball town. It's and it's it, it was starving for something more after 2016, when they when the Cubs won the World Series finally. Yeah, and it's been kind of bland there ever since. But now they have Tim Anderson. They have a lot of good players like that, and it's they're they're building. They're another team that's really really on the rise, and they brought back Tony Larusa, which is mind blowing to me. He's 75 years old, yeah. and he's got a drinking problem still. He just had a DUI like three months ago. Oh so gosh. it's like. Like get him out of here. Like, yeah. he, like, but there were so many other managers that were better than him. But like, that's besides the point. But it's just there's just certain things like that that just there are teams like that that I'm really really interested in. And I think they're going to be two teams to really watch out for this year. Who uh, growing up? Who was your like your idol in baseball, so to speak? My idol in baseball. So or favorite player. So maybe. I had I had I had three really, yeah. and it was different times in my life. When I was really young, it was Scott Rowland. He was, he was here, yeah. and it was something that I really uh, – he was a great player, great defensive player. Another guy that I voted for, if, if I would have voted for if he was uh, – since he was on the bailout this year. He got a huge amount of votes this year, and he deserves it. He's one of the best defensive third basemen ever and one of the best offensive third basemen ever. He deserves it. Um, another one was Albert Pujols. I think oh, my I, God, yeah. I think, I think I have about 25 – Albert Pujols cards from the years 2001 to like 2005. Yeah. Like I just, I would go to card shops and just buy Albert Pujols cards. I didn't care how much they were. My mom did, but I didn't care. <laughs> <laughs> and I would just go in and be like, I want that. And it would be like, but I have a ton of them. And yeah. it's like, but like that was my guy. Yeah. And then he went to the Angels. So like you saw less of them because it was like 10 o'clock games. Um, like, you know, so it was, it was kind of hard to watch them and stay up as I got older with mm-hmm. it. So, but a guy who I've, I actually just wrote an article yesterday about him. Um, Dustin Pedroia. 
Dustin Pedroia played for the Red Sox. He was a world, he was the MVP in 2008. He was the rookie of the year in 2007 for the Red Sox and uh he retired yesterday. He had to. He, he's his knees got banged up by uh Manny Machado. Manny Machado took him out in a slide and hmm. it, he hasn't been the same since. Hmm. But the reason why I always clung to him is because he was 5 foot 9. He was 170 pounds. He was literally me. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. Yeah. So like that was like that was my thing. I was yeah, like, yeah. this guy looks just like me. Yeah. Like, like so, and I clung to him. But he was he showed that baseball doesn't have a size. Yeah, you can be successful in the game no matter what size you are. And that's another thing that's great about baseball that doesn't get shown in other sports. If I'm five foot nine in basketball, I'm getting dominated. Yeah, the shortest guy is probably like six four yeah. in in the NBA right now. I would get. Torched. Yeah. yeah. Like this isn't the days of Muggsy Bows. Like these are right, like right. We're, I'm getting I'm getting lit up. Yeah. Like football five nine. I have a shot if I'm yeah. but if I'm fa- if I'm not fast I'm terrible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? But yeah. like baseball you can be f- slow and whatever and you're still you still have a great shot and Dustin Madrid showed that. Yeah. And that's something that I really idolized as I got older and I thought that was really cool like it, it gave me different perspective more not even just on baseball but on like life like you mm. can pretty much do whatever you want it yeah. doesn't like your size doesn't like yeah. it doesn't mean that doesn't crutch you it doesn't make you anything less than what you are yeah. and that's what he showed so I like that uh, so it's something I always like to bet him all right so John uh let's, let's switch topics up let's talk about the maybe a controversial topic uh, in many sports, but for baseball, uh, who is, in your opinion, who's the greatest baseball player of all time? So, I mean, like you said, it's going to be definitely controversial. Of course. I mean, people don't look at certain guys and like Babe Ruth is always going to be somebody that people look at and go, he's the greatest player. I'm of going all with time. Manny Trio. He's the, <laughs> he's the greatest player of all time. You yeah. know what I mean? Like they'll look at him like there's no debate. Hmm. Babe Ruth pitched. He hit. He's he had the home run record, all that stuff. For that era, let's all be honest, that's pretty incredible. Hundred percent, because it was a dead ball. It was yeah. very dead ball era. The next closest guy, I think, to him, like every year, had like seven home runs. Like it wasn't a big time yeah. for home runs, right? But the thing that always stops me from saying he's the best player of all time, even and it sucks because I I always used to I'm sorry I always used to look at Ted Williams and say he's the greatest player of all time. A lot of people do. I think it was my Red Sox bias that used to yeah. say it a lot. But then when you really look at things, how do I say that Babe Ruth's the best player of all time if he didn't play against everybody? Mm. So segregation happened. Yeah. And it was a huge deal. And there was players, there was, for instance, Barry, look at the, look at the top home, of the home run total. There, there, there's... Uh, what you call Babe Ruth? I mean, they're not Babe Ruth. There's Hank Aaron and there's Barry Bonds. That never would have happened had segregation not happened. Right. Do I think either of them are the greatest player of all time? No, yeah. I don't. I think Barry Bonds is very close, but I think his I think his uh, his godfather is the greatest player of all time, Willie Mays. Willie Mays did it all. Willie Mays was the first ever five tool player. That guy could hit, run catch throw he did it all hmm. he was the he had for power he was in my opinion william mays is hands down the greatest player to ever live but he doesn't get nearly as much love as the other ones do which is crazy he's still at 600 home runs he was a beast he played against everybody he didn't have to, there was no segregation he played against whites blacks puerto rican spat like any type of like he played against everybody mm-hmm. and i 
that's why like that's where my cutoff always is 1949 is my cutoff yeah if you play before then unfortunately you don't make the cut which is where ted williams to some of the guys that people say are the greatest players of all time that's where they all played right mm. but i don't believe that i think guys like babe Ru- i think guys like barry bonds i think guys like willie mays i think guys like that are in that are were better than than them where do you rank mickey morandini yeah. <laughs> <laughs> number eight in your uh, in your programs. Number one in your heart. That's where I, that's where I rank. That's where I rank. <laughs> All right. So, any closing topics you want to mention about uh, baseball or anything to look forward to? Any predictions you want to make? Um, the Red well, Sox are going to win the World Series this year. No. No. I mean, th- th- it just. We're, we're getting to, like I said, like kind of going back to what I was saying about Fernando Tatis. There's a lot of young players in baseball that are making this sport exciting again. Mm. And we're getting back to that. And we have one guy that I didn't even mention, a guy that I didn't even mention, who is by far the best player in the game. There's two of them who I think are just ridiculous, and people need to be watching them. Mookie Betts for the Dodgers, former Red Sox, but the kid is an, he's a stud, absolute stud, and he deserves to be watched. These are, like, he is going to be up there with some of the greats. And we have another guy who's literally a Hall of Famer right now if he retired, and that's Mike Trail. Mike Trail is an absolute beast. Yeah. And he gets no love because he plays in the, he plays with the Angels. And it's it's a shame. It really is. Yeah. It's it's a shame. And I and I hate and I hate that he gets kind of like he doesn't get enough baseball's biggest problem is they're they don't they don't promote mm. good enough. They have a I feel like they're they're uh what kind of team would that be? Like they're, uh, they just have a hard time promoting. They're yeah. not good at like pushing the game, and and I feel like they they try to, but they do it with the wrong guys. Mm. Push your best players. Yeah. Don't push a guy because, like for instance, Aaron Judge. They push him like no. They try to. Mm. He's in Subway. Some he's Subway sandwich commercials. All that cool stuff. Yeah. Like that's cool, but like he's not the guy like you push he's not the best player in baseball yeah push the best player like they used to push ken griffey jr down our throats in the <laughs> yeah, 90s yeah. yeah do that with mike trail yeah do that with mookie Betts. do that with fernando tatis make sure these guys get exposure because the game is fun again yeah and mm-hmm. it's so it's it's getting better than it, probably than it's ever been yep. these ta- the, the talent level in the in major league baseball is probably the best i've ever seen and i lived through the steroid era when they were taking stuff to make themselves better. Mm. And these guys, are, I think, are better than them. Mm. So that's where I'm at with that. All right. So uh, what's your vision for 2021 and the Frozen Rope podcast? So with 2021, I would just like to, I would like to get better guests on there. I would like to get guys who, like, I, my, I, for instance, I'm st- next week I'm going to have the guy from Barstool on there, Steve Peralt. He, uh he runs the number one Red Sox podcast in the United States right now. He's an absolute beast when it comes to the podcast world, especially in baseball. He's getting he's get he gets a lot of exposure, and the fact that he's with Barstool is showing that. Like he's yeah. on a he's with a big a pretty big company right there, and that does pretty well. So I mean, it, it's it's something that I want to get forward in. And it's the the one thing that I definitely would love to do, like f- even further down, not even just twenty twenty one future. Big thing that I would want to do in this is I would love to go to the winter meetings mm. and be like a media guy mm. with the winter meetings, do interviews, stuff like that. I love this type of stuff. I yeah. love 
I love to be able to talk because I can I talk to anybody. I can talk to a wall about baseball. Yeah. But like <laughs> being able to talk to guys that like agents, getting inside information, stuff mm-hmm. like that. I love that. And that's I, I would sit home and watch the winter meetings when I was little. And I don't know if anyone doesn't know what the winter meetings are. It's where all the owners, all the GMs, all stuff like that go and trades happen, signings happen because they're, everyone's in one area. Yeah. They're all in Arizona. They're all under the same roof. They're like they're all there. And that's something that I would love to do. And I think that's that's something that really excites me and and something that I'm going to be definitely be trying to push like the buzz and stuff like that. See if like maybe they we can get further with that and you know be able to maybe get something like that going. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. So so one last thing uh we have a lot of uh younger folks listening or maybe just folks who are kind of in your position three months ago, like yeah. I gotta start this. I wanna. So, so you know, what's your advice to anyone looking to uh, start a podcast or just kind of you know sitting on their hands waiting for something magical to happen? Do it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's not, the number one thing is just want to do it. If you want to do it and it's a thought in your head, go for it. Like I'm, and when you do do it, make sure that. My first, if if anyone goes back and listens to my first like two podcasts, two or three, it's this terrible sound that I put in the beginning of it to make it like some type of intro. Um, it's me, <laughs> it's me, it's me talking, pretty much just rambling on, and I had nothing written down. Yeah, I just thought I'm just gonna go in here and I'm just gonna speak. Don't. I'm just gonna speak. Yeah, don't don't do that. Yeah, like write stuff down. If you're gonna do it, do it the right way. Yeah. Don't do it the way I started off. My first, like I said, my first three on. They're all on Apple Podcasts. They're all on Spotify. If you go on there, it's you want a good laugh. Go on there and watch and listen to the first three because it's just me just speaking pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> with no direction. Listen, we did this. We're laughing because we did the exact yeah. same thing. And we thought some spark of inspiration is going to come as we're talking and no. we're all looking around at yeah. the table at each other, like, yeah. well, this sucked. And and like w- there was a point where like you just hear like my dog just walking behind me, <laughs> like you hear like the like the, like his like nails on my on my hardwood floor, and I'm just like, this is terrible. But in the, but when I did it, I was like, this is gold. Like this is I just did something great here. Like that like. Yeah, and and I didn't. It was awful. And, and but like in my mind, but like and then I was like talking to other guys, like, what should I do different? What do I yeah. like? And I got input from other guys. And to be honest, it was I needed the re- I needed them to tell me the sound quality. You're too far away from the mic. You're sure. you're not close. You're you're, you're not you're, like it's just you're too close to the mic. You're mm-hmm. not. You know what I mean? Like, there's just certain things that like you don't realize until you do it. Yeah. And if I didn't do it. I'd have no idea that I did what, what I was doing. 100%. So I'm glad that I bit the bullet, said, listen, I'm going to do this, and I went for it. Well said. So anyone who's trying to follow you uh, and or the podcast, what are your handles and any uh, shout-outs? So I got – I'm on Twitter, The Frozen Rope. It's just The Frozen Rope Pod. That's just one, at The Frozen Rope Pod, underscore. Then I have my actual – Twitter, which is at Frozen Rope, which, as you can tell, I'm just not that you know witty to come up with anything else. <laughs> <laughs> and then I got uh, then I'm on I'm on, I have a I have a group on Facebook, Frozen Rope Podcast. I mean, I'm just gonna keep saying it. Yeah. Uh, then I got um, I'm with the Buzz. Go follow the Buzz as well. 
The Buzz have a lot of good podcasts. They have a lot of good um, articles. They have a website that you can go on to. You see my article that I just wrote yesterday about Dustin Bedroia called Dear Dustin. Uh, you have wrestling podcasts. You have, you know, you have regular just sports podcasts. There's, there's so much going on there, and there's a lot of, you know, just good stuff, good guys going on there. So just go follow The Buzz. They're all just good people, and that's pretty much it. Awesome. All right, so there you have it. We'd like to wrap things up with quotes, and the first one is by Tommy Lasorda. There are three types of baseball players, those who make it happen, those who watch it happen, and those who wonder what happens. <laughs> Second one by Ted Williams. Baseball gives every American boy a chance to excel, not just to be as good as someone else, but to be better than someone else. This is the nature of man and the name of the game. The Frozen Rope. In this episode, we have special guest John Hunter. We cover topics that range from podcasting, sports talk, healthy debates, the coronavirus, and much more. We wrap the episode up with quotes from Ted Williams and Tommy Lasorda. Awesome. Guys, thanks again for joining us. The Rotated Views podcast was produced for self-development purposes. Huge shout out to our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by the Blessed Lifestyle brand. That is BL3SSED.com. Also sponsored by The Motivation Files Unleashed. This motivational mixtape will be your fuel for success. Available on all platforms. Guys, don't forget to visit the website, JimmyLeeVelez.com. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Rotated Views. If you have any inquiries or questions, email us at info at JimmyLeeVelez.com. On behalf of myself and the rest of the crew, we wish you massive success. Stay blessed. <laughs>